I remember back in the day when the, when the 30 for 30s were kind of picking up steam. Yeah. There were people that were commenting, like, you know, you've got to make a 30 for 30 about the 2000 whatever Gators. Because yeah. you got Tim Tebow. Wait, 2000? Year 2000? No, 2000, like what? When was T Tebow doing his thing? Like 2008? 2000? Not even sure. So Riley was a year younger than me. But why though? So why he would have so been 2006, 2007. They were national champs, I think, like two or three years straight. The coach they ran was the whole, uh, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer had the heart attack, came back, won again or some shit. Well, no, Urban Meyer had the heart attack, I think, later on in, in his career. Uh, but, but you had Urban Meyer as the coach. You had Tim Tebow, who's like, you know, the, a saint. Then you had the Pouncey brothers. You had Aaron Hernandez, who ended up murking people. You got He played boy, with Tebow? Yep. You got my boy Riley Cooper, who was his roommate, who, like, had that whole N-word fiasco. And then, and then there was... Did he ever go to the NFL? Riley Cooper? Yeah, he played for the... Is he on the Eagles? He played for the Eagles for a, for I was a long time. Tight end? No, he was a wide receiver. He was a wide out. But um, anyway, so supposedly it's going to be dropping, I think, next month. And I reached out to I reached out to Riley, but, dude, he just fucking... He doesn't fucking... What does he do nowadays? Uh, he just... He's a fucking Florida boy, dude. He's he retired. Hunt, fish. He just fishes and Paid? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And he's probably like, I don't even know if he sees any of the shit that I send him because with what he went through, he probably doesn't want to, he probably what, gets fucking hate mail. Bro, he, he was at a, uh, so, so basically. Oh, that was the N-word thing, right? So, so basically, I, I played baseball with Riley Cooper, who was, who gained kind of national notoriety for saying the N-word. Did he say was the full stupid. word? Yeah, I do. But was listen, it an R or an A? Probably with an R. Because guess what? He wanted to fight somebody. So he's at a, it's on camera, he's at a country concert. I think maybe like a Kenny Chesney or something like that concert. Yeah. And, and and he's go, getting into it. I love country. And he's getting into it so, with yeah. uh, this like security guard. He's like this black dude who's like giving him a problem. So he calls him the N-word. Because he wants him to swing on him. Because and, he wants wait, to fight him. Where was he at the time? Was he in the NFL? Yeah, he was in the NFL. Oh, he was in the NFL. He was in the NFL. NFL. And, and he's with his girl. And he's at this country concert. And the security guard's giving him shit. And he wants to fight. Like one thing, one thing about him, like he was, he was bound. Like he, he was the he was the kid that was fighting grown men. It's also too like if you want to like if you want to win an argument, you're gonna say the worst possible thing to win. If you want to fight, fight someone, you're gonna say the worst possible thing you could say to make the fight happen. Right, right. It, it, it's not like he's just like, all right, this is my view on black people. Right. I think they're all this. No, it's straight up. You're in, in, in the heat of the moment, right. me and you are gonna fight each other. I'm gonna say the worst thing to you possible to get you to swing on me. You're gonna say the worst thing to me, and we're gonna pop off. And so that was the situation, and everybody took it like, "Oh my God, he said the N word." What did his teammates say about it? They turned his back on him. Oh. They were just like, "I mean, Fuck this guy." Listen, I'm not sensitive like that, but I could I could see how that would happen too. Yeah, I mean, he's in a locker room where it's like 80 percent. To, to to in, to I'm gonna we're gonna go back to that but real quick did you ever see the clip of Tom Brady walking down the tunnel I think he was still in the Patriots and Snoop Dogg was you know coming down the tunnel and you have like the guardrail there and there was not a lot of people there Brady's coming out and Snoop was there and uh, Brady sees him and he's like yo what's up and gives him a pound Snoop's like yo what up and like hugs him. And Brady's like, yo, I'm gonna see you after the, I'm gonna see you after the game, whatever, whatever. And it was all love. Snoop was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like call them that back, whatever. It's all fun. And then context. It, it was like, uh, 
I can't believe Tom said that. And it, it was kind of like swept under the rug. I don't even remember that. It was. Uh, it must have been swept under the rug. I don't know rug. what year it was, but it was like a, a thing. But it was probably back in the day where it was more. Because I remember. It was when he was winning in New England. Bro, when Facebook first came out, it was. It may have came out the year before or the actual year, my first year in college, my freshman year. But it was like this new thing where it was just like, bro. All white kids were calling each other N words. Like everybody called everybody N words back, back in the day. I'm 42 years old. When I was like, we 19, all we all I called each other that. With, with this whole we were the, like half black kids, half white yeah, kids, yeah, and yeah, everybody yeah. was like, instead of being like, yo, what's up, dude? What's up, bro? It was a term of endearment. It wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't like you're part of the clan, you right, know. And right. so that, that was the thing that kind of bummed me out was just like the context of it, where it was just like people were just like, oh, nope, he said it. he's not gonna say it no matter what. It's like, come on. So I don't you, like how people can lose their careers because of it. In my opinion, slavery was, you know, uh, you, there's no excuse for it. I think it was horrible. You took human beings, beings, and used them as, as you know, scum of the earth, basically, right? Like, I don't agree with slavery at all. I didn't own any fucking slaves, neither did anybody in my family, but I'm just saying, it's fucked up. We're all human beings, right? Your, your heritage would have been slaves. Right, I'm Irish and Italian. Yeah, exactly. So, like, my grandparents, if they came off the boat from Ireland, they were probably getting potatoes and rocks thrown out their head. Exactly. Like, in gangs in New York. Exactly. Right? Irish were, like, scum of the scum. There's there's so much there's so much nuance when it comes to the the slavery story. I, I, I think African Americans obviously had it fucking horrible. Horrible. They, they had it really terrible. And you want to know what? They can, they can feel, they're entitled to feel however they want to feel about it, 100%. They can be mad about it. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me make a point on what you're saying. I agree with you 100%. Mm -hmm. So feel that way as you rightfully should, right? It was was so bad. It was so, so fucking bad. Now, even if you don't want to put it to bed and, like, you want to keep it aware, like, awareness of how bad it was, whatever, fine. Right. How could you, like, you want to be looked at as the same and there's no difference. We're all human beings, right? So, like, that's a derogatory statement. Why the fuck are you calling another African American that that word when yo that shit should be to bed? And like if you if you feel so fucking strongly of your of what your heritage went through, which I do too. It was fucked up. It's fucked up. It's fucked yeah. up. I agree. Yeah. Fucked up. But like why not put that word to bed with the slavery? Because slavery's abolished. Put the word to bed. Why the fuck are you guys still calling each other that? When when you give words so much power it's just like you know, if you're gonna let people have power over you like that I can't help you that word is derogatory ignorant and it should never be fucking spoken about there, there was a country singer Morgan Wallen one of the biggest country singers in the world he was on camera a couple of years ago a drunk night with his boys fucking on a patio so one of his neighbors had a ring camera like filmed him and it's his boy who's white and they talk like that and, and he's, like, known for listening to fucking Starlito in the fucking car in high school. Like, he loved Starlito. He loved rap music. He loved gutter rap music. You know what I mean? It's just like, bro, who keeps I feel like about every, every white person... The more power you give to this shit, it's like, it's so stupid. It always matters to me what the... Um, context? What the context is of it. If you're just blanket, like... This word bad... But the context like only is for you. Fuck that shit. If you say something... 
in the moment and the context, you know what the context was. I know the context. When it gets reviewed and, and, online, and, and so nobody else like, knows the context. My intentions should be taken into account. But nobody knows it. But on the flip side of that, I will say this. I agree with I, you. Because I defended him when, when it happened. I, I, I defended him all over the place. And I had liberal friends that were just like, oh, bro, like, what the fuck are you doing Yo, right dude, now? you know, I'm not and I was just I'm like, I was like, bro, liberal. I was like, bro, I know this fool. Like, I grew up with this fool. Like, he's, he's not a fucking racist. So, so put yourself in his shoes, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, you're, you're on the Eagles, right? Making money, paid. Your teammates, which are, like, your brothers, you go to battle with every week. Every week. Most of them are black. Yeah. Right? And I'm sure they Did had your boys with yeah boys. I'm boys. sure they had in, like brothers. I'm sure they had mm -hmm. inside jokes. Yeah, and the whole nine. I mean, like blood brothers, like fucking family, right? And he now, says this wanting to fight somebody, and they all turn bitch on him. But Danny, yo, we've been disagreeing the past like two casts. I don't know if that makes for good casts or not. Like you said, you would shoot the guy first. I'd shoot my wife. We're different guys, dude. We're different dudes. Well, what I'm saying is, I agree with everything that that. He did to try to get a rise because you want to get a rise so you want to scrap yeah, in, in, in a street fight there's but then no you gotta politics go, you gotta go to the locker room a couple days later for a practice and now that shit is on Twitter or wherever and then like you gotta go in there before you get suited up and be like yo uh, Deshaun Jackson hey man like you know what it was bro like I just wanted to get I want to get a rise and Deshaun's like no dude I don't know what it was like why the hell did you say that? Like, is that how you feel about all of us? To me, to me, that person that's behaving like that is an opportunist. It's like they, which most they, of them are. They have they have an opportunity to fucking hate on you. They they've got an opportunity for it, and then they're gonna turn their back on you and act like you guys weren't boys. You guys weren't in the trenches together. Like, right. and I, if they do take, if they do take that opportunity to do that, then were they really your brother? Were they really? Hell no. You know what I mean? If I was black and, and you're white. And you say it as much as you're my boy like that word should not be said because you know what no matter how much you could sit over here and justify your argument i could sit over here and spew my argument and you know what's going to happen we can speak for 5 10 20 a week hours and we're never going to see eye to eye on it right you know what i'm saying right so it's like that word should just be they cancel everything cancel movies because we cancel can't fucking say that word. Nobody should say it. They shouldn't say it. We shouldn't say it. It's a bad word. Nobody should fucking say it. Yeah. And if it is ever said, it's a fight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You get, like, by all means, if you say it in the wrong context around the wrong people and you get your ass beat, you fucking deserve that shit just as much. That's what I was going to say to you. Like, you deserve that shit. But guess what? I'm sorry. Did you see that meme of the little white kid singing the Biggie song? Oh, yeah. He's like, He's like, and if he's like, it's all good, baby, baby, and everybody's like, rooting him on, rooting him, and he's like, and if you don't know, now you know. And, and they're, like, oh. they're like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and he off, said dude. the actual word. Yo, that was that's fun. I, it it it's comical how quick people can just turn into like little fucking pussies. Uh, yo, DMX, DMX. When we met him, you could play back the cast. And it's the same fucking story. We walked into that mobile that night. My boy Mikey seen him through the door. It was like, arr, 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 barking. Arr, arr, arr. He's like, well, open the door. Where are my dogs at? DMX is all fucked up. DMX is calling us that. Yeah. And it was just like, yo, what up, X? What up? You know, like, dude, when you when you when you're from the, it's a term of endearment, and it's it's used every other fucking word, dude. Is it like Derek Zoolander when he's like, Meekus, Rufus, and Dot, were like brothers, 
and I don't mean like real brothers, but I mean it like the way black people mean it. It's just more meaningful that way. Anybody could die in a freak gasoline fight accident. <laughs> what is it, wham? What, what wham? Wham, yeah. Wake me up before you go, go. They're all wearing colors, spraying gasoline. Oh my god. That shit's great. Yeah, no, Mikus, so, Rufus, and Dot. So no, um, but no, just a, just a little context on on Riley. I, I played ball with him. It was like a year. I think it was a year he was with me. And we played on a, uh, when I first met him, we played on a travel team. I met him when I was, I played on, I played on this team in Pinellas County, which is like uh, Clearwater, St. Pete, like in, in Tampa Bay area, like on the coast. And it was, uh, when you're 16, you play on POW, the Police Athletic League, in the summer, is basically the all-star team for the county. All the best players in Pinellas County play on this team. And I think Riley so he was, played baseball before football? Uh, he played ball. He always played ball. And, and he was just, he was a fucking athlete. He probably, he was probably nasty at basketball, too. I just never played basketball. But his, um... That's Riley Cooper? Yeah, I think he was the only 15-year-old on our 16-year-old team. So, I mean, that's context right there. Like, it's the best 16-year-old right. in the county. He's just an athlete. He's and, just... And he's a 15-year-old that's playing with us, right? And so, we would travel together. We'd stay in hotels together. Riding, you know, road trips together. Like, he was a fucking good dude, man. I don't know how many NFL players you know, but they're like... I only know, like, two. They're like a different breed. Yeah. Like, they're not... They're, they're rough. Some of they're them. They're rough dudes. Like, they're not... Some of them, though. I mean... Maybe if you got size, you can be kind of like a, a normal big dude. Teddy bear. Yeah, but I like Ali Marpet. I told you about from Tampa. He's from Hastings. He's my brother-in-law's like good boy from like where we grew up. Was was he like a mellow dude or was he like super a nut? No, dude. He'd walk in here and like be rolling around the floor with the kids. Right. Like super chill, and uh, his fucking foot was like this big, but he was a lineman. He and he was I don't know close to probably 300 pounds, a freak, hands like this, whatever, and he was only, shit, he was like in his early 20s, and Brady came to Tampa, Allie was already there, he wasn't his center, I think he was his guard, and Allie Marpet, I remember him telling my brother-in-law Johnny, like, yo, Tom Brady's my fucking quarterback, like, he was probably in diapers when Brady was winning rings, Hell you yeah. know, he was like his idol, yeah. and now Hell he's, yeah. he's the guard on the offensive line gets the fuck and he played like with this fool. yeah and he and like like he could take his cell phone and I'd be like hey what's up Tom Brady could be hey what's up Allie you alright like, and it was like to that and like he won uh, what did they win one or two one ring in Tampa right Brady I think they won two one or two whatever Maybe one. Maybe one. I don't know so he won a ring Tom Brady as his quarterback grew up idolizing the fucking guy played guard for him you know won the chip and he played like five or six seasons in Tampa and was like, I'm done, you know? And he comes from blue collar, like where we're from. So like whatever millions he got, you know, he got, didn't fucking buy Ferraris and gold and everything else, saved his money and never moved back up north. He's still, he's retired, under 30, retired, millionaire, still lives in Tampa and has like a hand in like a youth, um, you know, upbringing of like football or whatever. And that's like a normal, like in my opinion, that's like a normal dude that like made it in sports, 
wants to help, try to coach other, not like these hotheads like Pac-Man Jones and all these other fucking nut right. you know? And then it's like, and again, not to get like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fucking racist, but like uh, there was an ESPN announcer one time, I forget who it was, but they were talking about how these guys get, and I, when I say these guys, I mean like guys that came from nothing, from the hood, that are tremendous athletes, got their contracts, got paid, got millions of dollars and go broke, uh-huh. right? So like the other uh, analysts are like, sign a $50 million deal, like how are you broke? Like uh, Jamarcus Russell, you know, like how you broke? And it's and the one analyst that obviously was black was like, you don't understand. These kids came from nothing, so when they get all this money, like, how could they not go buy Lamborghinis and Ferraris and put up their whole squad and buy them other? It's like, how can you say that? You fucking idiot. Here's Ali Marpet, blue collar, five seasons, retired millionaire, doing it. Another another NHL, uh, Brett Pesci. For Carolina Hurricanes, you know, because we were watching. Mm-hmm. That's my other, my brother-in-law's other best friend. His father's a landscaper. His son, Brett Pesci, signed with Carolina for the minimum and then got bumped up. I think he was assistant captain or whatever. I think he still plays. But millionaire. Yeah. Hey, his father took, like, his first two or three annually annual salaries, millions, and allocated the money where his father knew was the right thing. Bought some properties, did this, did that. And Pesci was like, hey dad, can I uh, join Knollwood Country Club? It's like 50 grand a year. And dad's like, you know, you blow your knee out, it's all over. He's like, all right, fuck it. He had to ask permission for that to make sure, because nothing, you know, dude, you blow your knee out, you're done. You know what I mean? And, And that's how he, his father to this day, I don't know what Pesci's worth, probably 10 mil, whatever. His father to this day, like come Monday, is gonna wake up and go do his landscaping business. Cutting grass. His son's played for the Stanley Cup last year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, the it's the mentality. It is. It's, it's insane. But from, I, I'm sorry, I, I got I think, off on a fucking. I, I, I think from the other side of it though too, it's just like, if you grow up in that kind of rough environment, you know tomorrow's not <clears throat> promised to you, so you want to fucking go all out today, because guess what? I could get fucking got, like, on Thursday at the gas station while filling up. You know what I mean? But why? Because you're an idiot and didn't remove yourself from that. Plexico Burris on the Giants. And, and on top yeah, of that, too. And on top of that, too. When you're, like, when you're like in the hood, like, the hood's a fucking, it's a fun, I think we've talked about this before. It's entertaining. People that live there have big personalities. It's a fun. You when you're younger, you want to be in the. Like yeah, I used to love always being in the It's fucking areas. fun, and uh, there's always people out. There's shit going on, moving and shaking, and um, they. Uh, and also, it's just like yo, when somebody's got money, like if I get a paycheck that week, and everybody lives a little bit. Everybody lives a little bit. I'm buying you an OE. I'm buying you an OE. I'm busting you down on a short. I'm buying you a pack. Yo, of I hit a score. We're getting, we're getting yeah, fucked we're up, getting, and, yeah. and, and we're all gonna fucking eat. You know what I mean? And so I think when they when they get that paycheck, it's just like, yo, I was fucking living off of this community. Like, people were fucking busting me down on smoke. People were fucking give, buying me drinks. Like, people were taking care of me. So, like, I'd be a fucking sucker if I'm not doing that, right? So I, I feel like they kind of have that in them yeah, a little bit. I could respect that and understand a little bit. But it's like, but it's also like, like don't like, go to that area and don't get fucking... Yeah. Don't, Who don't was be the where Miami, the wolves are. Who was the uh, Miami? I don't know if it was a hurricane or he was already into the NFL. 
but they came and robbed his house and shot him. Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor. Say, like, dude. But dude, he lived in he lived in like the falls, dude. Yeah, but he also was like the company that he kept was like still bad. Was it? Yeah, it's like it's like, like listen, know you know what it's like to I, like. I thought they check, came right? to like a nice place in like Southwest Ranches and fucking. Maybe they did, like, but they, like, I think he lived like. But you the, know, like Weston or the company, like Tupac used to always say to Biggie, like the company you keep, that's what's gonna kill you. You know what I mean? Like, like I know what it's like to go work forty hours and like still be like, fuck, man, like can't do this. You know, blue collar, just regular dudes, right? So like, that's another thing that I always have against like the people that hit the lotto, and then they have the show out, uh, lottery millionaires go broke or whatever. Yeah, it's like. If you know what how hard it was to live pre come up, pre come up, how could you ever allow yourself to be here and then fuck it up and go back there? Like I always say, like yo, people like oh you get all that money, blah blah. I say yo, just give me that chance. I will prove I would never want to go back to that. Like if you feel that they prioritize love from the hood. If you they prioritize that almost above anything else. If you feel that way, being real. If you being right, real. street real. Yeah. If you feel that way, look at Takashi Six Nine. Street real is a fucking rap. If you feel that way, right, and you make that big come up, and you want to fucking like I always say, like if I hit the lotto, like I have all these people that I, I would give money to. You guys being one of them. Fuck yeah. But when what I would do, like straight up, and I'm being completely real with you, and this is all my best friends that I grew up with, I'd be like, you cut me off at a mill. Here's your two million. Oh, no, no. Oh, two? Here's your two million. My man, if you fuck this up. Forget my name. Don't call me for, <laughs> oh, I can't, I need five me. grand for rent. No. Here's your two. We're done. We're boys. Don't ask me. For, that's it. Yeah. Like, that's what it should be. Like, if you Make feel that obligation to the hood or whatever, here you go. Thank you. Whatever, whatever. Disperse it. I'm done, dude. Yeah. Done. I, eventually, you get to the point where you grow out of it, and you're just like, all right, this is not safe for me. Wasn't Frank Nitti a rapper in New York? No, Frank Nitti was a... I, maybe he was, but Frank Nitti was a, I know, a I know soldier a for uh, Al Capone, like hitman. Like, oh, was he? Yeah. I, I think a rapper, I think a New York rapper took his name. Like a hard ass. I know, I think it was, yeah. But no, so, how, wait, let me ask you a question. Do I, before I, before we go any further, if I was to, I just realized I have, look at the back of my hat. It's like brown, nasty. If I was to, I never wear forward. Do I look like a retard like this? No. Why do you look like a retard? No, you just, might need to bend the bill just No, I don't bend the fucking bill. You don't bend bills? I used to when I used to wear like game hats, but now I, I do the JP style. I think it's dope. All right, I'll keep it like that for the rest of the cast. Oh. I kind of feel stupid. See fucking Tim Anderson get fucking starched. Who's Tim Anderson? He's a shortstop for the White Sox. No, I, I showed you the, the night of the fight. What do you mean starched? Hit in the head? He got clocked. With a fist? Yeah. For what? He got knocked out. Why? What he uh, at second base? Yeah. So he was uh, he was covering second. Oh. And double, on the tag like he fucking. Play. Uh, but on the uh, this guy Martinez, I think, or no Ramirez, he slid into second, and I think. Tim Anderson gave him like a hard tag in the face or something like that, and the guy like got up like, oh, what the fuck, man? Why'd you fuck him in the face? And you he know? tried to get loud, and Tim dropped his glove, and they squared up with each other. And the dude just ducked and, him. And, and and Tim threw like two good punches, but the dude just fucking ducked and threw just a wild overhand, just unorthodox and right, just connected, clipped him right on the chin, and he just. Mm -hmm.
You know what's so crazy about that is like that must have happened within like four seconds. Oh, because in baseball, I feel like especially if you watch like a lot of the like uh, uh, mound charges, it's almost like it's almost like in, in, in any fight, right? When you're like you're kind of timid, like you really don't want to fucking fight, and then when you know there's enough hold back, you'd be like, "What, motherfucker!" And it's like you know you're never gonna get to him. Yeah. And then if God forbid something opens up, you're like, oh shit! Like I don't want that. So it's in baseball, especially. It's it, it's like it's over in like three seconds. Everybody charges, and like I was saying with pitchers, I feel like it's always the thing where it's like you'll swear, like you know, the safety's coming. The reinforcements. Yeah, are. the benches are coming, and you're never gonna fucking touch each other. Right. Or if you do, it'll be like a, you know, rap- grappling. The the shitty thing with baseball is that it becomes a brawl, right? Which is like. There's Just no, a big mess. There's no, like, you could be working, you could be giving somebody the work, and then you could get caught with the fucking helmet in the back right. of the head. Yeah. And just out of nowhere. So I remember the first uh, the first brawl that I was, uh, that, that my team was a part of, my boy fucking, uh, somebody on this team from Tampa was talking shit to uh, uh, our catcher. And so my boy walked up to the catcher and was like, Did you put enough mix in there? Uh, I got more. And he was just like, I didn't put a whole lot of vodka in there. But uh, and he was just like, he was like, yo, I'm going to shake hands after the game next to you. I got you. They're not going to fuck with you. I started shaking hands. And then my boy just grabs this guy's hand that was talking shit, pulls him in, clunk, and just cleans him. And so, and I'm at the very back of the line. And I think I was one of the captains at the time. Me and this other kid, we were like captains. We were both outfielders. We were like at the back of the line. We just came in from the outfield. And a brawl just breaks out. And we start rushing the brawl, but it's seriously like, dude, it's fucking mayhem. You can get clipped at any time. Dude, we're just like, we run in and we're like, oh, fuck. We're watching. My boy's just sitting there raining haymakers down the back of this one fool's head. And at any moment, on top of somebody, somebody could just duff him from the side. Oh, yeah, your head's we'll, on a swivel. You're yeah. like, oh, shit, oh, shit, <laughs> oh, shit. And then it was just like, bro, it's not fun. It's not as fun as it sounds. Now, no, that now story, if you're in the mix, it would be fun, but... Yeah, but even still, it's like it, it, like that story I told when I was in jail in Florida, when I was scrapping with that dude. I knew, well, I thought it I was knew. coming. It was coming. So in my mind, I was okay with the fact that I was lit this dude up like five to eight good times. And then while that was going on, and I, I knew that I, I got like, like dropped elbows, like I knew I was, I really fucking fucked him up. I really felt good about it. The whole time I'm like, any minute now, any minute now, get, you know, like, so it's almost like, when you see, you see it all the time on YouTube and shit, when there's fights at like stadiums or whatever, like you see the fight and it could be your boy fighting another person and you get in, you start throwing hands, but it could come from anywhere. anywhere. And you, it could be a small dude, and, but you're not even looking and you're just duff, done, gone. And, and the problem is it's, it's not only just that situation you have to worry about, you have to worry about the blowback of that situation too. Like your dad's got stories, I'm sure you have stories where it's like, if you touch the wrong person, it's problems. It's just like Tupac when he's like, got roughed up some punk that I fucked up way back. You know what I mean? And it's just like, you don't know. So my boy fucking, you know, started this brawl. And then like, I think maybe a couple days later, it, it was a Tampa team that we fought. They were fucking at our school waiting for us to get out. 
so they can fucking get their revenge. You know what I mean? Like it's just like you just don't you just don't know who you're fucking with. I'll tell you a story real quick. So I was probably like nineteen or twenty years old and my godfather was still alive. All connected. So I was like knew in the back but I was I was not an asshole. Like I always knew in the back of my mind if I got jammed up, like I could call him. You didn't take advantage of it. Right. Not at all. So one night I was out and there was this guy who was a Miami Dolphins fan. I forget his first name. He was dating a friend of mine who was a girl, her mother. But he was like a real just he was like the character that uh, James Woods played in Casino. That Luster Gold or Lester, whatever that pimp, remember mm-hmm. which I saw? Yeah. Just a shitbag. Yeah. But he had, he was a bookmaker. So back then, if you were a bookmaker taking bets, like maybe you weren't like a fucking made mafia dude, but you answered to one and you paid one off to be able to run that operation. Right. So we were out at this bar. There was like a bar restaurant and he's in there and he's all drunk. And I'm there with a couple of my boys. <clears throat> when you walk in the front door, right to your left, they had like this big um, pond, like a, a koi fish pond. Yeah, like but it was goldfish back then, okay. you know. But it was big enough, like almost like a bathtub. You can sit, right? So like we're there, and he's like, he's saying something like mouthing off. I'm like, ah, I'm like ah, whatever. We're having a good time. I'm like you, over there, you know, we're over here, whatever. So we're we're having drinks, and he, and I like look over, and he's like this, like licking his chops, like staring at me. So I'm like, whatever, I was drinking Jack and Coke at the time, it was all fucked up. So you're in. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, you know, he's older than me, and I know he's a bookmaker, so I know he probably knows some guys. Right. And I'm like, brushing it off, brushing it off. And we end up having a good time, whatever, it's our time to leave. So like, we're going to leave, and somebody that I wanted to say goodbye to was just past him, and he was, so when you first walked in, the pond was here. You went another five feet, and there was a U-bar like this. We were over here. He was close to the door, close to the pond. So in order to leave, he was there. So we're on the other side. He's looking at me across the bar the whole time, whatever. So we're going to leave, say goodbye. I know everybody, bye, 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 bye. And I get like kind of close, say goodbye to this lady, she's older, whatever. And uh, say goodbye, I go to walk out. And he like looks at me and says something, and I, and I just, that was it. I said, "Yo, I think you're a fucking smart guy. You're a fucking smart ass. You're tough. You're a bookmaker." But, but and I now I'm like, like how Cooper, like now I have to. Now I have to. I want it. Yeah. Now, now yeah. I want it. You yeah. Can, I, you're gonna say what you can to get them to right. fucking react. Like, I want it. You've right. been fucking looking at me all night. I, I tried to, I tried to talk to him like two times to defuse. And, and now you're not gonna be politically correct. No. No. And what you're saying, because you're a fucking man, and right. you, you want this shit to fucking go down. I was 19, right? I was a kid. But still. Right. But, but you're still a man, you still want this shit to go right. down. So I tried to defuse twice, and he, like, thought he was, you know, talking down to me like he was a gangster, and I was this shit. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, I'm like, you know, give it to him. I go, you, you, you want it? You tough guy? Bang! I fucking crack him right in the fucking face. Grab him. Now he, we're tussling, he hit me like once in the side of the head, I hit him with a fucking elbow, and he's like teetering like this, and I'm like, boom, I fucking... Connected? Dude, like, <laughs> right? And he's he's like, it was like a movie, right into the fucking pond, right? I mean, he's in the drink, right? And, now I, I, and I go over, and now, like, I'm I'm so cool, but like when I, when I, 
when I'm at the point, like, I know bad things are going to happen. So, like, if I'm going to get arrested, I'm, I'm going to go. Go all out. Yeah. So I grab him up in the pond. I'm like, you fucking like that? You fucking tough? <laughs> Smacking him. I spit on him. I'm like, call you fucking people. Tell them who did it. Like, screaming, right? So the bartender's like, Greg, get the fuck out of here, bub. So my boy's like, yo, let's go. <laughs> so we shuffle out. And when I left, I look back, and he's all bloody, busted open, and he's just like in the in the in the pond, like you know. I didn't, I dead, unconscious. I don't even to go drink, whatever. So now I'm like, fuck, he, he knows people. I'm like, oh my god, oh my godfather, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm scared now. Yeah, I'm drunk, but I'm like, you know, so yeah, the only reason why that guy was doing that to you is because he knew he he felt untouchable. Right. And and then so so I fucking call him. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm like, uh, like, listen, I got a problem. What's the matter? I'm like, uh, and he doesn't never talked on the phone. This guy, but I'm drunk. I'm like, oh, this fucking half-ass fucking bookmaker thinks he fucking knows me, and now I'm just spewing. Thinks he fucking knows people. He's fucking testing me at the bar. He's like, what'd you do? What'd you do? What the fuck is wrong with you? He's like, who's he with? I'm like, I fucking knocked him out. He's like, where is he? I'm like, I fucking left him for dead. He's knocked out in the fucking, in the tub. In the fucking I don't know. Goldfish I said, I don't know what's wrong. He's bleeding all over the place. I fucked him up. He's like, he hangs up on me, right? So I leave now. I'm like, oh my God. Next morning, my father, I'm sleeping in my bedroom. My father, it's like eight o'clock in the morning. I probably got home at like three. Yeah. My father rips the covers off me, fucking screaming at oh, me. Sure he's what the crazy. fuck? He's like, get the fuck up. We gotta go meet Uncle for coffee. I'm like, and now I'm like, oh my god, I called him. Oh my god, I, yeah. I, I knocked that guy out. Yeah, right. Like, um, so we meet yeah. at this diner that was like all the transactions used to go through. This was all like 2000, like uh, 1999. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so I walk in with my dad, head down. My, I call, he's my godfather. I call him. Uncle. He's sitting there and he's just looking at, me, smoking a cigarette, just smoking a He's staring at me with this face that I'm, I'm, I'm petrified. Yeah. And you never know, forget that like, look he's giving you. You're like, oh, fuck. So fucked up he's like, sit the fuck down. So I sit down. He's like, what'd you do? I'm like, this fucking guy. He's like, shut the fuck up. Like, because I'm like, this fucking guy. He's like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Like, ripped me in the diner. Now I'm fucking scared, right? He's like, let's fucking go. Me and you. My dad's like, and this is my father's best friend at the right. time. My dad's like, where are we going? My uncle's like, you ain't fucking coming to my dad. I'm like, God. I'm like, oh, shit. my dad's like, uh, my dad's like, my son, like, what are you doing? He's like, you ain't fucking coming. I'll take care of this. So I had to go in front of the fucking guys that this half an asshole answer to. Was associated with? Yeah. But I will say in my defense, my initial hypothesis about how weak this guy was, was true. My uncle walked in there. And basically, these guys like were like sitting around my uncle. Was like, yo, let me tell you something right now. Like they knew who he was. He's like, yo, nothing happens to my fucking godson. This guy, fucking piece of shit, like laid the law down. And and he was my uncle's like, uh, what are we gonna do? What what's gonna happen? And they were like, well, you know. and my uncle's like, no, no, no. What do you want from him right now? He's not taking a beat. What do you want? And they were like, well, and the guy was there. Oh fucking! And <laughs> and he's like, well, you know. And I, all I had to do was say, I'm sorry, and look him in the eye, and like, kind of mean it. Yeah. So I said it, whatever. My, my uncle's like, yo, 
done anything comes of this, you're all fucking, you're all accountable. We leave. I took two steps out the door. He's in front of me. I'm walking out of the door, like head down, like mortified. Yeah. I look up and there's a closed fist, like right here. And it was my uncle knocking me the fuck out. So it lays me out. He picks me up. He's like, yo, you know my fucking business. You know I did. You ever do something like this to me again, next time, I'll let them do what they want with you. And I'm like, oh my God. It's like, hey bro, that dude didn't get to where he, but, where he was at for being soft. But yo, it was so cool, the fact that like, I got that, respected it, understood it, but I felt, like you were saying with who you shoot first, I felt such a gratification, because anytime I ever ran into after that, he looked at me and be like, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. and that was it. And it was just so, he was probably like 40-something years old at the time, and I was 19, and I beat the balls off him. I think my favorite part of the story is that your fucking uncle fucking, yeah, it was, it was, he, he's like, yo, I'm doing this, but it's not coming for free. Yeah, I'm going to fucking get my lick on YouTube real quick. Damn. Yo, he was a badass dude. I remember there was another time I was bartending in a bar, and a guy that used to come in there from Yonkers, and he always talked to me. I never told him like who my godfather was, or uncle, whatever. And he always talked to me about like like gangster shit, like who he knew, yeah. who he was with, blah blah blah. But he was an asshole, right? Like, and like the regulars that were in there, just like almost like that's dudes. how that's how he got laid was trying yeah, like, to like arrogant, promote this shit. Old, he's probably like fifty something years old at the time, gray hair, flashing the whole night. So one night, and I, I've known this guy for a few months. I know his stories, and I know everything. So one night he's mouthing off and some dude fucking cold cocks me in the place that I know. And I'm like, oh my God. So I go to break it up and I grab the guy that I know. I'm like, yo, stop, stop. That's it. Old guy, whatever. So broke up and the guy leaves. I forget his name. And as, as he's walking out the door, he turns back and he looks at me and says, you better fix this or I will. And I'm like, you fucking kidding me? I didn't even fucking do anything. You're right. So you I were trying to play peacemaker. So but I had to call him. So the guy that got hit was connected? Yeah, so he says. Yeah. So everybody knows somebody. But, what, but was it true, though? So it was, it may have been, but again, so I had to call my godfather. I'm like, yo. Listen, I was, I was working at the bar. I said, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I said, was this before or after? After. Okay. I said, I didn't do anything. This is probably a year or two after. I said, I didn't do anything. I said, there's a guy that's been coming into my bar that's been running his mouth of who he knows, who he's with, what he does, you know, and I've just been listening to him. I don't say nothing. You know, I just appease him. I take his tips, and, and that's it. Yeah. He's like, who is he listening? So I, I tell him, he's like, uh, I said, there's, there was a fight. He was running his mouth, and a guy knocked him out that I know, and he turned around and told me that I better fix it, or he will. And he was like, all right. He was like, uh, get in touch with him, put me at the line, blah, blah, blah. So, get in touch with the guy that knocked him out? No, get in touch with the guy that the told guy me I better fix it. The oh. half-ass wise guy. Because yeah. my uncle, if you're if you're in that life, you don't want to talk to a civilian. You want to talk to the guy that thinks he's in the life, right? Exactly. So so I I, I call the guy, and uh, I, I knew his number just because he gave it to me. So I his name. I'm like, listen, I'm like, uh, I want to talk to you about what happened the other night. I said, why do you need me for coffee? You know, we'll, we'll work this out. I said, I want you to hold me accountable. I said, I didn't even do anything. You know, I, I know the guy, but it's not with me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, all right, I mean, whatever time. So my uncle comes up from the Bronx, 
So when you park in the diner, we walk in and him and his guy is already in the booth. So me and my uncle walk in and my uncle used to dress hoodie, hat, sweatpants with a beeper in his pocket. And the beeper would be like this. Beeper, off. Just constantly. All day, day. So uh, my uncle sits down and immediately takes control of like what these guys thought it was gonna be, where they were gonna like maybe dictate and be like, blah, blah, blah. My uncle sits down and is like, listen, I'm gonna tell you something right now. This is what I was gonna fucking do. This kid had nothing to do with it. You wanna fucking take care of your business, you take care of your business, you leave him out as my nephew. I don't wanna hear fucking shit about it. You wanna handle it, it doesn't happen in the place that he works. It doesn't happen even in the fucking realm of where he works. And the guy, you can see the guys were kind of like, like taken back a little bit. Yeah. Like they thought it was going to be something, and the way that they he thought just, they were going to fucking <clears throat> tell yeah. their demands. The way <laughs> he just commanded and controlled like an uh, a situation was like second to none. It was really an art. Uh, yeah, you know, a fucking sight to be seen. And uh, dude, that guy, that guy up, sounds like fucking he, awesome, man. We end up leaving there, and like a week later, the guy shows up at the bar while I'm working. He's like, okay, talk to you for a minute. I said, hey, what's up? So he's like, oh, come outside. I'm like, I hope, I hope this guy's not an idiot. Exactly. And I'm going to get fucked up, and then I got to quit. So I go outside. He's like, listen, you know, I don't want to say it in there. You know, I just want to apologize. I was a little hot. You know, I was mouthing off the guy. Not the I said, listen, I got nothing to do with that guy. I said, if you want to, that's you. He's like, you know, your uncle said this, that, you know, blah, blah. I said, listen, all he's worried about is me. I don't give a fuck about that guy. And he was like, all right, you know, so. And it was just done. done. It was so cool, dude. To the, and then a year later, I moved down to Florida. So check this out. So a guy that owed him a shit ton of money in New York was down here established as a strip club owner. I think I told you this on another cast. Owned like four or five strip clubs. So I was already living down here. So he couldn't pay. So he turned over the strip clubs to my uncle. He was able to just take the businesses, whatever. So my uncle was like, all right, well, I'll take the fucking businesses. So he took like four strip clubs. He bought three condos down here and he was in the, the process of phasing out of New York he was going to sell his bookmaking business to another guy connect the guy and then you know still make money down here and still kick in just so he's you know left alone yeah so he calls me he's like listen I'm going to be coming down there I bought three condos I got a couple businesses some strip clubs he's like I want you to manage them run them I'll be down there you know we're going to you know, take over the, the nightlife game for strip clubs I'm like 23 and I'm like bro I'm like this is like hit mega dude that's like couple crazy. couple months later I get a phone call at 3 o'clock in the morning from the 718 number of the Bronx I'm like I, I, it's usually him I'm like hey what's up and it's my aunt she's like Greg I'm like yeah I'm like what's the matter what's the matter she's like he's dead he's dead I'm like I'm like what's the matter she thought she was calling my dad I'm like what happened she called me Greg he's like little Greg I'm like, what happened? He quit. He, they had a baby. He was old. She got pregnant, had a baby. So he was like, I got to stick around for the kid. He quit smoking cigarettes. He put on like 30, 40 pounds, massive heart attack. Dead on the floor. Holy right in his fucking house. Done. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me, man. That was my guy. That was like my... Yeah, that's like, I mean... It's your godfather, bro. You, like, look up to that guy, and he handled his business like a fucking G. 
I have a. But that's like the second dude. Was this before your other uncle? Like your actual blood uncle? No, that's him. He was not my blood uncle. I'm no, I'm talking about your blood uncle where you got the news that you were going to. That was before. Right. Your blood uncle, when you were going to take over the security no, business, this was, was after. Earlier. earlier. This was after. So it's just like, bro, that's two different times where you were like. Thought I was like thought, on a path. Thought you were on a path. Yeah. And then it was just like. The first path out. with my blood uncle was like a legitimate right. business path. This path with my would have been legit. Would have been it would have been so dope. But I probably have kids at strippers. I oh, it would have been bad, dude. It would have been bad. Boner Garage says you're uh, the baby daddy. Like, no. you, know, you know who Boner Garage? You remember in uh, Meet the Millers with Jason uh, So Yeah, with uh, Jennifer Aniston mm-hmm. when she's a stripper, and the, the guy comes in. He was in. Uh, Eastbound and Down, the dude with the black hair who's a strip club owner in the We Are the Millers, and he's like, uh, guys, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta start interacting. I mean, you gotta blow a customer or fuck a customer. So this girl comes in, she's like, did you guys hear the news? We get to fuck the customers, and she's all excited. <laughs> and he's like, see, Boner Garage likes it, and right above her box, she's a tattoo that says Boner Garage with an arrow down. <laughs> I remember my boy when I was living with him in college, I used to like couch surf, right? I, I couch surf all the time in my early 20s. Um, I would always work, but I didn't really have places, you know, I was just like, fucking like, sleep on a boy's couch, or I break into like an empty room in the college housing and, and, and sleep in there. And Why so, though? Why? Because um, dude, I was just a fucking, I didn't give a fuck. I, but I then you had, you had family, you had parents. I had parents, but I didn't have parents that I would get shit from. But you had a bed. If I needed it, last resort was like going to stay with them. So you were, you were almost just like, fuck it, I'll, I'll do my own thing. Dude, one time I fucking, one time me and my boy, we got in a fight and my sister came pick me up and I lived with my parents in their trailer for like two weeks and it was like the lowest part of my life, dude. Like, I don't fucking, ever since I was 18, you're on your own. You don't fucking ask me for money, you don't come back to me. Uh, that was my dad's whole thing. It was just like, I raised you. Go, leave me the fuck alone. Like I'll chill with you, we'll party, we'll hang out, but you're not fucking living off of me anymore. And so it was just kind of always a thing. So it was like, there were times where it was like, money was like, well, I was like, I'm gonna be homeless. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'll stay on this guy's couch. Oh, I'll stay on this couch. So I was just like couch surfer. So um, I remember I was surfing on my boy's couch and we used to get fucked up and we would just grab shit out of his fridge, like his roommate's shit. And we would just be blasting cars with like gallons of milk off like the fourth floor. (laughs) And we fucking blasted this dude's car. And it was like the neighbor. And then we liked the guy, but we just, I don't know, man. We just fucking felt like doing it one night. Wait, were they driving or was it parked? Yeah, it was parked. And so, um, but we would like throw rocks at the old building that was about to get demolished. Like we just, you know, just being kids. Just being drunk kids. So, anyways. This guy that lived next to us was from Miami. He was like black dude from Miami, but he had like a girlfriend that was way out of his league that used to always come chill with him. And we used to always just be like, oh, what the fuck is Ross doing? Like, what's going on here? Like, he's kind of like just the average dude. This chick's banging, like what's going on? So anyways. You probably had to be fucking 12 inch in a condo. 
bro, fast forward, I don't know, man, maybe three years down the road, I'm still in the area, but not living in the same place. I'm watching a porno, and there's like no, this, uh, there's like this hot, like, kind of Spanish chick, and, and her fucking, like, the whole thing is that like, her boyfriend's, like, doing her, like, it's her first time on camera or something like that. And he's, like, mad aggressive, like, slapping her tits, like, and she's just like, yo, motherfucker, like, stop hitting me. And shit, and the dude's just, like, fucking wild with her. And I, I'm just like, yo, what the fuck? And then, like, the camera pans up, and it's my homie. And I was just like, no! Ross? Yeah, it was Ross. And then his girl. His girl that we always seen. I was like, no fucking way. Wait, the way. girl that he was with, and you were like, what are you doing with him? Yeah. They, they were doing pornos for Bang Bus. Or nice. for Bang Bros. Nice. And so I was just like, yo. I fucking texted him. I was like... No, bro, I didn't know you were fucking doing that shit with Bang Bros. He's like, he's like, what, you know us famous, dog? <laughs> I was just like, Bro, that's so funny, dude. Shit, yo. yo, when I used to work in New York in the union, there was this electrician. I think his name was Ray. His first name was Ray. His name was Pippi. Pippi Longcock. It was, his first name was Ray. He was this Italian dude. I don't know his last name, but, like, he was a big, like, uh, stripper, porn, lover, like, whatever. And uh, he came down in the hall one day with the, he was like, yo, look at this video, dude. I flew out to Vegas to like shoot this film. And we're like, what? Like, what film? I'm like, bro, you're like an underground construction worker. Like, you even got it. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, yo, check this out. So he, he fucking played it, and it was like, uh, it wasn't like uh, accessed on like Pornhub or XX or anything like that, because it was so fresh and raw. But it was like him being scripted in a scene and fucked a porn star. And he he was the male character of the thing. And then like after the weekend he's down in the hall working with us, like just scumbag. Just show off his work. And I'm like <laughs> I'm, and he's like, Yeah man, he's like, yo, like and he, he didn't have like a you know, huge John, but you know, he probably like a good eight, nine incher, you know, and he's like, Yo, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna pursue this. Move out to California. I'm like, do it, do awesome. it. I think he ended up doing it, but it was so funny because we're like down there, and he was just like Ray the electrician, and then he comes in one day and he's like banging the snot out of this like five foot two porn star, not star, but regular girl, yeah. or whatever. And the whole thing, he's like following the script and like, like, oh, is your are your pipes broken on the phone? Like, you know, a stupid porn script. Yeah, and like did this whole fucking movie. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, dude, li living down in South Florida too, like with that shit, it's like it's nowhere near the level as it, as it is in the valley in LA. But yeah, it's like, valley is like number one. Valley right? like number one, but you, you'll like come across people here too, where it's just like you'll be at the mechanic, and the mechanic will be like, "Yo, they just filmed a fucking video next door in the bay, in the bay next door," or like. Or like my boy will just be like, "Yo, we have this homie that we just never heard from again. He ended up." getting fucking picked up by bang bros and he's just like fucking gone doesn't answer our phone calls anymore <coughs> yo this is so funny the pizzeria that i used to work at on atlantic boulevard it was like a christian pizzeria and like i give it to him like you know i practice like was heaven catholicism but this guy will give you the shirt off his back and yeah. like he lives it like he doesn't want any money like he doesn't like he has his beliefs set up like he was like if you're not vaccinated or no he was like if you're vaccinated like we're not going to serve you like we don't come in here with a mask. Like, you're not, like, he's very, like, if you voted for, uh, 
the first Bush 20 years ago. Whoever, Car uh, Car uh, George H.W.? Who did Kerry? Oh, John Kerry. John Kerry. He's like, if you're voting for Kerry, like, don't come order pizza here. Like, we don't want your business. Like, I don't give a fuck about your money. He's very true to that. And uh, so he's in a strip mall. So, like, I used to work for him when I lived down here, and, and he was very, like, he has, like, a missionary set up in the back, and, like, homeless people will come in and be like, oh, can I get some money? He'd be like, no, you can't get any money, but, like, here's a slice of pizza. Why don't you come in the back and let's read some, some Bible passages? And, like, he would take them to, to his house, and, like, he's he's just, like, a, a really good guy. Like, like, if God had, like, a 13th apostle, I feel like it would be this guy. Yeah, this guy was just you know? true. And, um... There was a, there was in the strip mall. There were like four storefronts down on the second floor. They would always order like a turkey and cheese and meatball parm gyro and like something else. And I'll, you know, I'll take it over. But you know, run it, run over there. It's like right there. And rather than give it to the delivery guy, it's whatever. So I run over and like the first time I go in there, I go up the stairs and I like knock on the door and it said something like uh, reduction or anything, whatever. And there was always a GT Bentley convertible parked in the back. What does this guy do? So you open the door, and it would be like a space, like you know, probably from like this wall to like that slider, and it was kind of like there was a queen size bed in there with like a backdrop, not a green screen, but like a, a yeah. scene, like yeah, a, scene. a scene. And there'd be a couple computers, and then back then it was like escorts that you would have to call on the phone. So I'm like, oh, this guy's running a hooker business, uh, yeah, and the dude that had the GT was like Jack. Super good looking, you know, like tall, probably had a fucking monster hammer, and there'd always be like smoke shows in there. I'm like, damn, it's cool. I'm like, that's when I get out there, you know, whatever. And then, like, a couple weeks later, order again, and I'd go up there, and it was almost like a mid scene type of thing. And I'd knock on the door, and, go, and someone would open the door, and it'd almost be like they weren't authorized to open the door. And I'd like look in, and people would be like scrambling on the bed like ah! you know and I'm like <laughs> I'm like yo I'm just gonna see you in like five months I'm like, oh shit this motherfucker should be born in here and, and me like shy but also dirtbag like intrigued I'm like yo what do I have to do to get in here you know what I mean like Hell it's yeah. a delivery boy whatever but I never I never got into that level but you're talking about like South Florida with like those kinds of businesses like I guarantee you that storefront was like Escort business, porn business, making yeah. movies, like whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was right there. Hell yeah. I knew of two different dudes that found out that their like fiancés were porn stars on Glow. That's insane. It's like nowadays, my boy that's like, you know, he's single and shit, he's he says if if you're like on Tinder and shit, most of these girls have a fucking OnlyFans. Like it's it's Everybody. like kinda normal now. Back in the day, it was just like one of my boys bought this girl a fucking promise ring and shit, and she was wearing it and the Tiffany bracelet that he bought her. Now she's getting railed in the ass by yeah, a bunch of and, and, and somebody sent it to him. Two different dudes I know got sent videos of their girl that they're currently living with and, and planning like this future with. And it's just like, holy. But that's Florida that's for I'm, you. Yo, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Dude. That's like, Florida.